Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Stop trying to make excuses for Biden and at the same time, stop trying to make both what Biden and Trump did by having classified information. The only thing that matters. <sighs> Yesterday I had somebody uh, email me talk basically and said, hey, look here, a guy that uh, shows up on my radio show uh, that I like to listen to. You're not very conservative. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I am uh, me. Really, isn't that all that matters? Well, no, it should all that matters. No, I am. I am a, a conservatarian, I would say. But I'm also a person who lives in the world of reality. And the way I've looked at this thing is the same way I looked at Trump. Because what we talked about over the last couple of weeks is, oh, don't scare me, Trump, and oh, my God, and you got to make sure anyone coming after Trump, and da, 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 da. Uh, and now with Biden, you got to make sure it's equal. Why is it an equal? It is wiggle. They're talking about it all day on the damn news, for God's sakes. Talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about. Why? Because they need time to fill. They need to fill some time. It's great for politics. This uh, gentleman, I'm going to assume it's a gentleman. His name is Stephen, but I could be wrong. I don't assume to know your pronouns. <laughs> Listening to you recently, uh, I have to say I'm not impressed with you. It's okay. Taking over the late portion of my conservative talk sh- uh, show. Uh, talk radio show. And quite frankly, I don't think you're a conservative. I agree with you on some of your issues that you bring up. Uh, for the most part, uh, you talk about things that, quite frankly, make me scratch my head and go, well, what the heck is going on? Like what's going on with Joe Biden in the leaked documents from his library, comparing that to Trump. And you've done this before. Wow. The American people really don't care. This is just uh, they really don't care. They just want Joe Biden to do better. But at the end of the day, why is it that? Trump is uh, the one who still needs to be held accountable for what happened, question mark? No, no. Uh, and, and you try to put something together. Let me, let me tell you, both of them shouldn't have had these things. It's odd that it took a long time to figure out that they had these things. Why did it take so long for us to find out about it on both sides of it? Why was stuff held from us? That being said, do I think that they were selling any secrets to anybody? I do not. Do I think they were going out there and do anything untoward with these these top secret, super classified, couldn't he get any more classified stuff? No, I don't. Chad, you're not taking it serious because it's stupid. Because it is. Do you really think Biden was doing anything? No. Do you think Trump was doing anything? No. What do you think? I think this is what it is. Both of these guys had crap they shouldn't have had, and we move on with our lives. I think it's fairly straightforward. With Trump, it's about obstruction of justice, and that's what they're going at, because they're going after anything. But it doesn't make your day any shorter. It doesn't make your work less work. It doesn't make you have more money in your bank account, your job safer, eggs cheaper, gas prices declining. It does none of those things. That's why I said yesterday, when this really doesn't matter, it doesn't. Now, where it matters, if you want to be, if we want to be honest, is the coverage, uh, maybe. I mean, you know, the left is going to cover it the way they cover it, although they've been all over it. Uh, There's times when Fox is led with a lot of other things rather than this. Shows you two things. Either they don't want him gone because he's a weak candidate, or they just don't think it's a big deal and it helps Trump. 
On the other side of things, you could go, well, maybe the coverage on the left is because they don't like Biden and they want him gone and he's weak and he's an old, frail man and his numbers are up a little bit and things are going okay. So, oh my God, if we got rid of him now, what would. Or you just have a lot of time to fill. And this is one of those things where you fill the time. So you can bring people on all day and get the likes of Adam Schiff to come say something shifty. Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. But I think it's important to point out that the Biden approach was very different in the sense that it looks that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. When they were discovered, they were immediately provided to the archives or to the Justice Department. There was no effort to hold on to them, no effort to conceal them, no effort to obstruct uh, the Justice Department's investigation. No, no, no effort to do any of those things, right? Well, well, hold on. Why didn't we find out about him for a while? Well, because there was an election going on, and that's a fair question. And when you came out the first time you talked about him, uh, you knew that there was uh, more out there, and you didn't say anything about those. So why didn't you do that? Those are all fair questions to ask, but it doesn't make your day any easier. I look around, I see inflation still where inflation is. It's come down a little bit, but it's nowhere near where we need it to be. Gas prices out here have jumped a little bit. Hmm. Housing prices are slowing down. People, are you worried about your job or are you not worried about your job? Those things matter. We still have a nightmare going on currently in Ukraine. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. People just want it to be fair. That's what we want. We want it to be fair. That's all we want. We want this to be fair. We want this to be absolutely across the board, everything to be equal. Eh. You know what I want? I want a government that's not looking at massive amounts of debt and a ceiling that we're going to have to fight over in the coming weeks and months in a split government that's split right now in three ways. You've got the Democrats, you've got the Republicans, and then you have the Freedom Caucus. And they want nothing to do with raising the debt ceiling. They want nothing to do with any of those kind of things. And they're going to stand tall. And the White House has come out and said, well, we don't really want to fight him. It's already non-negotiable. What does that mean for us? Are we going to start defaulting on debt? They can do extreme measures. Well, what's extreme measures? Extreme measures means they go out and they, uh, uh, they do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And they can keep us going until June. They could do super double, triple extreme measures, they're saying, and push this thing out to maybe August, September. But by then, uh, then what happens? Well, we could start defaulting on debt. Oh, why are we in the debt that we're in? Because we have a spending problem. Ooh. Yeah, we're spending way too much money. Way too much money. We bring in a dollar, we spend a dollar and a half. We bring in $5, we spend $7. We bring in $20, we bring we spend 70. It is insane how we're spending. And the amount that we're spending. And how often we're spending certain, you know, we're we're like we have four different programs that deal with this? Yes. And all of them have money? Yes. And we've given them more money? Yes. And there's zero accountability? Yes. No. Those things matter. What does that look like? We default on our debt. That is not good. Our credit rating goes down. We're paying how much money as we borrow. There are people that want to get rid of the debt ceiling. Even this president in a lucid moment said, yeah, that's fiscally irresponsible because they know what would happen. Nobody wants to actually address things like, I don't know, uh, 
maybe Social Security, and maybe Medicare are serious trouble. That in the next five years to 10 years, we could see some serious trouble that we haven't thought about. We're borrowing so much money. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's a fair question, Chad. All of these are things that we, we should think about, but it's not exciting. And it's a little bit more in the weeds. Eh, we just kind of push it to the side because, eh, you know, you can do that. These things, like, it's simple. He's got stuff he shouldn't have had. He is in trouble now. But he said the other guy was in trouble. That's easy to follow. It's way easier to follow than a lot of this other stuff. And in a society where we like things easy, that's why. You got to fill up time. You do. And one of the things that people do when they're filling up time is they grab a story like this and they can run with it and they turn it into something big. I'll go back to this. I don't think it's a big deal. And I think the problem is like we can't tell anybody what's in these classified. You know why you can't tell anybody? Because if we probably really knew what was in those things, it's not like we know, oh, inside of these things is where the aliens are. We'll talk about UFOs later. Inside of here is where the No. You know what it is? Because if we found out what they really are, we're going to go, why'd you classify that? Oh. <laughs> uh, Why'd you, classify, why'd you classify this? Why'd you classify that? Why'd you overclassify stuff? Well, that's a fair question. It is. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that is fun and is entertaining today, on top of all the other stuff that's going on out there. And there's plenty of it. Crazy dude in New Mexico. A Republican who lost, apparently hired hitmen or a hit man, or a hit person, because I don't want to offend anybody, to uh, to go out there and maybe uh, kill, shoot, do some certain things to people that he didn't like. Talk about that. Uh, Dr. Lena Wen, she had an op-ed about and she just got grilled on CNN about it. We'll touch a bit about that. And this op-ed is about COVID and the overclassification of how many people actually have it and are dying from it. Ugh. And Velma. If you don't know what Velma is, it is the new retelling of Scooby-Doo. And I will say this. It is uh, <clears throat> awful. I'm not the only one saying it. Stop messing with my memories. Stop messing with things I love. Go screw up your own cartoons. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Uh, it's called Irma Steaks, baby. And they're delicious. Tasty. Amazing. Incredible. And barbecued some yesterday. Now, what do you get with Omaha Steaks? Well, the best around. 100% money back guaranteed. Unconditionally. Naturally. Aged for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. Yesterday, I worked a half day. Worked like a regular eight-hour day. And I was home for the half the day. We barbecued. We hung out. Even though it was raining outside, we, 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 it was just awesome. This is great. Right now, what they have is 50% off site-wide and $40 off additionally. When you use code Benson on checkout. So if you want the best around, which is naturally flavored, aged perfection, you've got the likes of, oh, I don't know, butcher cut fillets, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, even, yes, comfort meals. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code Benson on the way out and boom, save an extra 40 bucks. And it's already, are we ready for this? Already 50% off site wide. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Benson upon checkout. OmahaSteaks.com, use that promo code Benson to save even more money. Minimum order may be required. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show.
Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Albuquerque police allege 39-year-old Solomon Pena, Republican who ran for the state house in New Mexico and lost, hired hitmen essentially to go out and shoot at the homes of Democratic state elected leaders. Acting Police Commissioner Kyle Hartsock. After the election in November, Solomon Pena reached out and contracted someone uh, for an amount of cash money to commit at least two of these shootings. Pena, who is a convicted felon and spent years in prison, was arrested by a SWAT team on Monday and is now accused of orchestrating the shootings. Yeah, solid. Uh, George Santos like, it's not me. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, I uh, as that ain't me. That's all you guys need to know. I am the greatest sniper of all time, but that that isn't me. Now, that guy, they found like a thousand fentanyl pills. He's a bad dude. And he ran and he lost and he got pissed and he got angry and he's all free. And apparently he took a trip January 6th, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. What? what? Yeah, yeah, he's a nut job. That's what he is. He is. And uh, I wonder if this I wonder how this was motivated. APD essentially discovered what we had all feared and what we had suspected, that these shootings were indeed politically motivated. Politically motivated scumbag. Officials say Pena was angry over his defeat in a state legislature race in November. Pena lost in a landslide a day after tweeting, I dissent. I am the MAGA king. I'm the Mecca King, he just said. So uh, who was this character? Well, he'd been in jail for a lot of other stuff. Uh, he got absolutely throttled. He was running uh, to House District 14. Of course, I'm sure it was stolen from him. Stolen! So he will face charges uh, December 4th, incident at the home of uh, Bernalillo County Commissioner Adrian Barboa. Uh, December 8th, shooting at the home of incoming state House Speaker Javier Martinez. December 11th, shooting at the home of then Bernalillo County Commissioner Debbie O'Malley. And January 3rd, the shooting at the home of state Senator Linda Lopez, uh, amongst other things. Yeah, so this guy is a loser. He served seven years in 2008 uh, for conviction of stealing large volume of goods in a smash and grab scheme. California, this is what happens. Somebody goes in and they break a bunch of stuff and then they all take it and they run out of the store and then they sell it and then they get arrested and they go to jail for stealing. If he would have done that in California, he'd still be able and, uh, well, should have run of a dem- uh, Democrat there. He said, you can't hide from your own history. I had nothing more than a desire to improve my lot in life. A district court judge ruled Pena was allowed to run in the election. He lost, by the way, uh, 74 to 26. 74% to 26%. <laughs> I'm the Mega King. <laughs> oh, my God. What a nut job. 
What a lunatic. Who, who? What is wrong? You know what? That says, I think, a lot more about politics. Like, listen to this nut job. Well, to my recollection, it says. And by the way, this is just people making fun of uh, George Santos. Well, to my recollection, it said he went to Baruch College, said he went to NYU. He later, or perhaps at the interview, I didn't attend it, that he uh, sought a master's degree, said that he worked in finance. I don't recall, was it City Citigroup, I think? Uh, said he was very successful, told me personally that uh, had made a lot of money at that age and, and was successful in life. He came from a poor background, but that he was able to be very successful told me, I remember specifically, I'm um, into sports a little bit, that he was a star on the Baruch volleyball team and that they won the league championship. <laughs> the guy lied about everything. That's an Asa County, uh, Long Island GOP uh, party chair, uh, Joseph uh, Cairo. But who are these people that get into politics? Is it that scummy? It is that scummy. That they just figure we can go there. They're still in the most amount of money. I want to be a part of this. A bunch of lunatics. Jiminy Cricket. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. <sighs> How did two planes almost crash into each other yesterday? I think the worst plane crash of all time, worst air disaster of all time, there was no air involved. If I'm correct, uh, it took place in a, I think it was a Dutch Airlines. The fact that I know this would be weird. And another airlines, and it happened in a, I think it was a Spanish island, and they took off, and there was horrible fog, and just, it was awful. This, yesterday, uh, almost another horrific incident. You can play now. The FAA launching an investigation after two planes nearly collided on the runway of JFK. The terrifying moment involved one plane about to take off. Another plane crossed right in front of it. Air traffic controllers quickly alerted the pilots who slammed on the brakes with just a thousand feet to spare. But the good news here is that this was avoided thanks to the quick thinking of that air traffic controller in the tower at JFK and also the quick reaction by that Delta crew on board that 737. Delta 1943, cancel takeoff plans. Delta 1943, cancel takeoff plans. Rejecting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, I was right. Weird. Tenerife. That's uh, the Spanish uh, airline. It was a KLM flight, which is a Dutch airline, Pan Am flight. 583 f- uh, fatalities. Deadliest accident in aviation history. And uh, it was a situation where you had one going in one direction, one coming in the other direction, full speed, never got off the, the ground, and the crash was horrible. Yesterday, you heard that guy, cancel it, cancel it, stop it, cancel, cancel, cancel. 
Now, the FAA says about a thousand feet of separation between these two planes in the end. Sounds like a lot to a layman. About a thousand feet is about three uh, football fields, but pretty close in aviation terms when you think about this, Poppy. You know, this is known as a runway incursion. Uh, these happen all the time, according to the FAA. 1,600 of them in 2022, typically not as dramatic as this one, although the consequences are written in blood. The Tenerife disaster back in 1977, two 747s hit each other on the runway. 500 people killed. The single worst airplane crash in commercial aviation history. See? Knew it! That was horrible. Uh, I mean, think about it, though. I mean, like, how many planes are in the air? And we've got a couple uh, air traffic controllers to listen to us. And they're, you know, they're like, yeah, you got all kinds of stuff going on. It's, it is a, it's a wonder that things don't happen more. Is it out of brilliance? Is it is out of dumb luck? Is it out of uh, skill? I, I don't know, but that was close. Could you imagine that? I mean, a thousand feet is nothing in the air world. Like, that is nothing when you're talking about planes that size at that speed. Uh, yeah, Zzz, not not a lot. Not a lot. Think, think about when you're on an airplane and you start to take off and, you're, and you and you know, they start trucking down the runway. Think about how fast they're moving. Yeah, that's nothing. And the size of what they're moving. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program, love hearing from you. It is a nightmare in, uh, well, just in Ukraine. And if you have no idea what's going on there, uh, shelling is taking place. It is getting uglier and uglier by the day. And the fighting around certain cities is getting uglier. And are we heading towards something that is going to be... I don't know how to describe what we're what we might be heading towards when it comes to the spring. Because that's what people are looking at. That come the springtime, there's going to be a massive offensive. And that's why the allies of Ukraine, the United States, Britain, and everybody else are throwing stuff at him that they wanted a year ago. Patriot missiles. We're training people here. On the Patriot missile. Poland is giving them their leopard tanks. I think they're leopard twos, electric boogaloos. They're giving them those things. Uh, the Brits are rolling out vehicles to them. Poland's putting pressure on everybody else. It's time to get your stuff in order. No more yapping. No more. No more. No, it's time to say, oh, we're going to give you everything. And then you give nothing. Promise. I guess the Germans are like, well, we do. We, we have some Patriot stuff. We could give you some Patriot stuff. We're actually going to do that. And and the Brits, yeah, absolutely. Britain's pledge, 14 Challenger 2 tanks. Ukrainian President Zelensky hopes others will now follow suit. Today is a good example from Great Britain. A new defense aid package has been announced. Just what is needed. Tanks, other armored vehicles, artillery, what we discussed with the Prime Minister. British Defence Secretary plans to travel to Estonia and Germany this week to work with NATO allies. And the Foreign Secretary is scheduled to visit the U.S. and Canada to discuss closer coordination. Yeah, so uh, very interesting, to say the least, when it comes to what we're doing and what we're starting to give. And a lot of people are starting to, to give because the thought is, come April-ish, Right. March. 
that they're going to unleash hell. And their hope, I, I, the Germans haven't really done anything. The Brits have done stuff. We've done stuff. Several, Poland obviously has done a lot. But I think the weird thing is there was this thought process, I think, by the Russians that eventually the weather's going to be so nasty and the Euros are going to fold and the weather hasn't been horrible. It hasn't been this awful time that they thought they were going to have where it was so cold and so just unbearable and people were dying left, right and center that everybody was going to come in and go, well, just 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 kill all the Ukrainians. Just give us our our heating and air. And no, that hadn't happened at all. It's been pretty mild comparatively to a lot of other things that we have seen in the past as far as weather has gone. And because of that, there's a sense now that, all right, well, we're going to have to go in even harder. And that so everybody's lining up to help the Ukrainians. And they, you know, they bombed that building the other day. And that was horrible. Who knows how many people have died? I, I know they're in their 60 ish range right now. It is. So we're not paying attention to it because we got other, we got we got Joe Biden right. He's like he's got stuff in rooms and so did Trump and this. Oh my God! You know, it made me laugh the other day. <laughs> it was Biden talking about a stingray, not the fish, the uh, uh, which would have been awesome too. You guys know I have a stingray in there, a real live stingray. It's awesome. His name is Herb. <laughs> no, he was talking about his car, right? <laughs> Stuck. You guys. Uh, you see, what do you guys think of the Stingray? <laughs> it's a lock garage. Yeah, but you had a bunch of stuff in there. You had nuclear secrets, maybe. You guys still on about that? I have a Stingray. It's pretty awesome. Take the top off, ride around. It's uh, Americana. <laughs> You're still thinking about the other thing, right? Yeah, we are. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, I do love hearing from every single one of you. Speaking of the cold weather, this is great. So uh, they do these great debates, and I've been to uh, one a long time ago. Or these, these, you know, Oxford and, and Cambridge will have these speakers come in, and, and it's truly amazing. And they'll de- sometimes it's debate, sometimes it's just speeches. But there was a woke debate, and why wokeness is destroying everything. And this is hilarious. Uh, this is, and they bring in all kinds of people, right? So from Douglas Murray to, you know, Jordan Peterson's been a part of them. They bring in comedians and and great thinkers and all kinds of stuff. This is people talking about climate change. And by the way, when you go there and these people debate, it is hilarious because sometimes they'll, they'll, well, everybody wears a bow tie. It's top hat and tails. Sometimes it is awesome. It's very old school, but they're talking about climate change. Because one of the tenets of wokeness is, of course, that your feelings matter more than the truth. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular, and that issue is climate change. We are told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you. I will join you in worshipping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Ah, see the way they did that there? You've stolen my dreams and this emptiness. Oh, yes. This is Constantine, this is Constantine uh, Kissin, who is, uh, well, he's an interesting character. He's a comedian and uh, a former Russian 
citizen talking about the insanity of climate change and and, and, and talk about this because today they're in, in Davos. It's where all the rich people get together and all the powerful and the muckety mucks of, of government and whatnot. And they all get together and I don't know what they're playing cribbage or whatever, uh, kissing each other's ass. And, and but it was very interesting because uh, some of the stuff he talks about makes me laugh. But one of the things they're talking about today is climate change is causing mass depression amongst the youth of the world. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions, which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a shit about saving the planet. Yeah, yeah. How many times have we said that about the poor, if you will? Not trying to be, but but the reality is how many times have we said, uh, they don't care about whether or not you like or don't like, uh, you know, some of this crap. Their world, uh, it sucks. They want to be healthy. They want to be happy. They want stuff. They want to eat. But Chad, healthy is, no, healthy to them is food. That's healthy to them. Oh, yeah. Healthy them is not having to 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 struggle in in every single way they possibly have to just to get into a position of actually being able to feed themselves. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've never thought of that. Do you think they really care about whether or not the planet is one degree hotter today than it was, say, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, when they're still going outside and crapping outdoors because they don't have plumbing? No, they want modern technology. They don't care about the rest. And so I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing we can do in this country to stop climate change, and that is to make scientific and technological breakthroughs that will create the clean energy that is not only clean, but also cheap. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. Yeah, 100%. Constantine, last thing, hit it with us. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Truth right there. Boom. Yeah. Michael Schellenberger, who was a big proponent of climate change and all of these things, who is now out there saying it's all a bunch of crap. Not that the climate's not changing, not that it hasn't gotten warmer and that we don't participate, but there is no death blow to to the globe or 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 catastrophic you know event anywhere even in the ipcc none of that stuff is real this has now become a business of control and business and they're selling it to a bunch of young people and they're absolutely right we've talked about it over and over again and to think that we won't figure out a way to work around it through technology is stupid but some people still live in a world of throwing soup and gluing themselves to stuff because that's what they think that they need to do. Nuts. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Metzen Show is your Twitter tweet text. Ah, Analysts are thinking recession, continued nightmare when it comes to inflation, gold surging. What are you going to do? Well, if you're protecting your hard-earned assets, there's a few things you can do. One of them is call my buddies over at Swiss America. What do they have? Well, first of all, precious metal leaders, right? And for over 40 years, they've been doing this. Call them today. This is what's amazing. Right now, they're offering my listeners a silver walking Liberty half dollar, an amazing low price of $12.50 each delivered. That's right. $12.50 each delivered. $12.50 delivered right to you. Call or text now to reserve your silver coins. 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. Tell them that I sent you and they're going to take care of you in more ways than you can believe. Limit 250 per customer. Mention Chad. Again, they'll take care of you in more ways than you believe. Get these while supplies laugh. It is the uh, last. The Liberty half dollar. $12.50 each delivered right to your door. Call 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. My name is Velma Dinkley, and I've decided to finally share the bone-chilling events that drove me to assemble the greatest team of spooky mystery solvers ever. This is my story, told my way. Ah! She has no brain! Hey, Fred. Do I know you? It's Velma from school. I have a disease where I can't recognize people who aren't hot. Is it called rudeness? I have an illness! In this day and age, you can't speculate about someone's sexuality unless they're famous or peppermint patty. That is the new Velma. Uh, Produce, I guess, the showrunner also is Mindy Kalin, who apparently is supposed to be really funny. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure she is at times, I guess. I don't know. I'm not trying to be mean. I don't, you know. uh, I know she was in the office. I didn't see much of the office. But uh, I got to be honest with you. Stop screwing with my freaking cartoons when I was a kid. Stop screwing with my memories. Oh, Chad, you're just a right-wing super. You still understand. You know how bad this is, right? So, first of all, Daphne, I think, deals drugs, right? And uh, then you got Fred, who is something's wrong with his manhood or it's little or something. And then he's a jerk uh, and a horrible person. And then you've got uh, Shaggy, who is not Shaggy, but it's a black guy that dresses like Shaggy. And then you have Scooby, who decided to be euthanized because he's like, you know what? I'm going to stay in the pound. This is a kill shelter, right? Fantastic. Anything but these idiots. How bad was it? Well, after the first trailer came out, people were like, ugh. Then, all of a sudden, the show got released. Uh, They uh, won't let you comment anymore on the trailers. They won't let you comment on any of the stuff. It has a 7 on Rotten Tomatoes. A 7. Critics don't like it. Fans don't like it. Uh, it It is awful. She's a lesbian. It's part of the fun. No, no. What she is is she screwed it up. Mess up SpongeBob. That's your zone, right? SpongeBob. Make him a trans sponge or do whatever you want to do with SpongeBob. I don't care. Just take SpongeBob out of the equation. Call it SpongeBob and throw Gary in there. I don't care. But here's the thing. If you're going to do all of these things, 
try to do so, at least make the characters somewhat likable, which everybody says none of them are likable. Fantastic. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet, text, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. They're all meeting in Davos, which is Switzerland. Yeah, they're there having clocks, looking at their Volexes and all the great things that they have there. Uh, and talking about all kinds of stuff. Davos is a big place where everybody gets here. CEOs, all the big... Ukraine's on everybody's uh, mind right now. This is the first time they've been together since uh, the COVID thing. We'll touch on that in a second. But they're meeting. Tomorrow, Zelensky, I guess, is going to give a speech. What's going on right now is more shelling, more fighting. The Russians are claiming they 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 took back an area or a town that is vitally important because based on this, they're able to shut off the supply chain and maybe encircle some of the Ukrainian soldiers or a vast majority of them and cut off their supply chain. The Ukrainians are saying, nah, that's not true. That's a bunch of baloney. Remember the first thing that uh, the first casualty of war is the truth. All of that being said, uh, there's going to be some stuff that's going to hit the fan here with Ukraine and the United States. We have a debt ceiling issue. You have a lot of Republicans, for whatever reason, seem to be pals with the Pooter. And uh, let's let's step back several years. Ukraine was the most corrupt nation in Europe. Wasn't even close. Very corrupt. Corrupt to the point where even the Russians like, man, that's pretty bad over there. That's not good. They started to get better. They started to do some stuff, right? You know? Right. They they've they've embraced more of the West. They've got somebody in there with some younger, fresher ideas. They're trying to root out some of that corruption. They had some issues, too, with some radicals, some nationals, some people that had some Nazi ID, you know, ideas, not to the point where the the Russians, because the Russians are always looking for a reason to have a fight. That being said, they didn't like the fact that they were getting much cozier with the West. You know, all of a sudden there was a chance that they were going to be on the doorstep of Russia, the West, in a way that they've never been before. It made him nervy. And, uh, you know, he he didn't like that old Pooter. But Pooter's always looking for a fight. Know this about Russia. They're always. They're always the underdog in their mind. Right. So we have 12 million soldiers. Like the Afghans were totally going to attack us. They're always looking to be, oh, woes us. They're always in that position of, oh, geez, we were picked on. It's always little old us doing something. But they went and did what they did. And here we are now, a year later, just about. And we've got a new Congress. And this Congress 
has a lot of people that are deficit hawks and they're looking and they're seeing our deficit is growing and they don't like it. And I don't like it. Most conservatives, you shouldn't like it. And the question about the debt ceiling is going to come up sooner rather than later. And we have a three headed monster that is our Congress now. It is no longer Republicans versus Democrats in this. And they've rubber stamped this, this whole debt ceiling thing and raised it on numerous occasions. 49 times for Republicans, 29 times for Democrats. They've just kind of all bipartisanly slapped each other on the back, said, oh, we got a lot of money. Look at us do what we do. This is totally different now. We're in a position that come Thursday... Will have hit that level. Now they can do drastic things, as they call extreme measures, to spread that out so we don't default on anything till June. If we go really extreme, we can get to August, September, and then, well, it's some serious issues. All that being said, Ukraine's going to be one of the things that people are talking about. Why are we writing so many checks to these people? Why is it the Democrats seem to be war hawks and the Republicans are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, there's a lot of things that are going on. First of all, do you think that Putin would really stop with Ukraine if he would have rolled through there? No. Do you think at some point in time he might have been facing off against the Poles, which means we would have been facing off against him? That is a possibility. Better them than us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But we've written a lot of checks, and they're asking for more, and they're going to get more. In fact, we through our intelligence, it has to be, are not just giving them some stuff. We're giving them a lot of stuff now. We're training them here for the Patriot missile. The Russians are looking over going, well, what are they doing? They're training them on their soil. Oh, by the way, the Poles are looking at everybody going, get in the game, guys, because the Poles are worried, because if they were to take over mm, Ukraine, they're on the Poles' doorstep. They're like, nope. They're giving them tons of their tanks, and they're looking over and the Germans and say, it's time for you to give them some stuff. The Germans are now like, okay, we will do this now, and they're going to give them what? Some of their Patriot missile technology and whatnot. The, the, the Brits are throwing more stuff in. It's not as cut and dry as people like it to be. Bad versus bad. No, it is, it is a, a country that is young in many ways, Ukraine, remember, go back to 1990. This is a country that is just starting to get on their feet. It has been, you know, mired in the old ways of corruption and, and you know, just a bunch of stuff. And they're trying. And then they're attacked. And they're doing everything they can to hold on. And we're blessed, right? It happened here. right? We don't have Russia invading Canada. Or Mexico. But imagine if they did, and we're right there. And do they have some reasons, maybe, to be a little nervy about the West and Ukraine? Yeah, maybe they do. They were never getting into NATO. But now we might have to figure out if they are going to get into NATO. There was a lot of things that, that the, the Russians were worried about, and they caused their own nightmare. But where do we draw the line is the questions being asked. And you're going to have this three-headed monster of the Republicans, Democrats, and then these 15 or 20 Freedom Caucus Matt Gates types who are like, no, we're not going to give anymore. Andy Biggs, we're not giving a penny more. You know? And I'm a big fan of looking at the deficit. We're taking in way too much money, and we're spending way more than we're taking in. What the hell's going on? 
And some of these questions are going to be asked about this. So for all the other stuff that's going on, which is the chaos of, of, of you know, Biden and his, oh, it was right next to my stingray and it was locked. And, and you know, for all the other stuff about Trump and January 6th still, and uh, this is still happening. And it's going to get uglier in this battle of what do we do? Because we can't default on our debt. But know this, the amount of debt that we're, uh, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're accruing so much debt, the the interest rates on those debt is huge. Those rates pop up. That's massive. Means the more bonds we sell, we're selling them out higher. That cost us more money in the field. It's a nightmare that our kids are going to have to pay for. And we're not even addressing real things on top of the debt like Medicare, Social Security, because it's not exciting and it's not a win. Right? It's not a, you kick the can. Let somebody else get fired for it, not me. Even if it was going to go bankrupt tomorrow and everybody was going to stop getting their checks, nobody would talk about it because the fear is you want to get rid of it. We have issues. Will people talk about them? I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to get serious and talk about them. I don't. But I do know this. The Ukraine thing is not going anywhere. And who's got the cojones enough to stand up against the, yes, the the military industrial complex in some ways, but also to say, look, we don't want to spend this much money. we got to figure this out. And if it means that we give them stuff that's a little bit more dangerous rather than give them a little bit here and a little bit there so they can fight themselves, especially if we think they're going to be really attacked come uh you know, I mean, because they're looking at spring as maybe a massive offensive for the Russians. Could be their last throw at it. Do we gear them up in a way that we just make it untenable for the Russians? Or do we just continue to spend a ton of money and make it a quagmire and hoping the Russians go bankrupt? I don't know. But at some point, we're depleting our own stock and it's costing us a ton of money. All questions that are fair to ask. And you've got to look at all sides, including what happens if we decide you guys go on your own and it falls. And then they decide to go into Poland and we're like, damn it, part of NATO. What happens at that point? Oh, yeah. Well, they wouldn't do that, would they? I don't know. But these are the questions that need to be asked. 323-538-2423, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. It's all of the things. It's your social media and whatnot. Feel free to grab uh, the podcast if you miss any of the show. A little What's Trending coming out. Bottom of the hour, our good buddy Zach Abraham from uh, Bork uh, Capital is going to join us. Talk about uh, the impending potential for inflation to stay where it's at. Uh, the housing market, where the hell is it going? And the market itself. I mean, you know, we're seeing tons of tech layoffs. Is this a uh, overhiring and a correctioning or is there serious trouble in all of these markets? Talk to him at the bottom of the hour. Speaking of podcasts, grab the podcast. We're available. Ray Cons are great to listen to the Chad Benson show and podcast stereo, 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 stereo. So what are Ray Cons? Best earbuds around. Everyday earbuds. So amazing. First of all, let's talk about the sound settings, right? You got the isolation mode. You got the awareness mode. You have a regular mode. And on top of that, you've got the fit. Oh, the fit is awesome. It's like clicking it into your ear like it's a Lego. It's that incredible. Snug. They don't budge. You can play sports. You can do so many different things without the fear of you having to push them in every two or three seconds. Oh, my God, they're falling out. They're falling. You never, ever have to worry about that. And here's the other thing. You can wear them for a while. And you don't feel like your ears being bothered. You ever take them out and you feel like, oh, my, 
No, not with Raycons. That's how great the fit is. The sound quality second to none. Eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life, and starting well under $100, about half the price of other premium audio brands. Get your Raycons now. I love mine. Wear them all the time, and I put them through the ringer. They never fail me. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad. Save an extra 15%. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. (gasps) Don't be a cutie pie. I sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonidas, Crash, Nap, Lenny, Bush, and Lester Banks, Birthday Party, Cheesecake, Jelly Beef, Boom. What's trending? Ah, yes. Find out what's trending, baby, in the old trending world of the intranet, shall we? Starting the magical world of Twitter. Kid Rock trending. I don't know. What, has Kid Rock done something to somebody? Probably. He pissed somebody off? Uh, probably. Because that's what he does. <laughs> uh, Jim Schwartz, NFL, talking about the officiating, which has not been great this year. No, it is not. At all. Lots of NFL stuff. Is it the final season for Tom Brady? This is a day-to-day thing. Last night they lost 31-14. to Ted Ellen, producer Phil, I watched the game. And at no point did I ever think that there was going to be a comeback. That Jags game, I thought they had a chance. It was 27-7, but I thought, ah, you know, you never know. Like... The Seattle game, I thought they played him tough. All the games, I, I never once thought it was going to be massive blowouts. That game last night, I felt the Bucks had no chance whatsoever. Mall of America, talk about that a little bit later. Guy wore a Jesus Saves shirt, and uh, they said, hey, you should take that off and get out of here because it's mean, I guess. I don't know why. I saw a great article the other day about uh, more young people are turning to, uh, well, Satanism because Christianity is too stuffy. Head over to the magical world of Google. Selena Gomez, Russell Gage, lots of MLK stuff. Matteo Messina Denaro. He is apparently the head of the biggest crime family in Italy. In Italy. And uh, he is trending because he was arrested yesterday. He was uh, at a clinic because apparently he has cancer. And he is the mafia's boss of bosses, they said. Has been for quite a while. They've been hunting him for three decades. He's already been, uh, uh, he's part of the, he's the top of the Costa Nostra family. But they were saying he's already been convicted of several murders. And it is including one of which a informant, apparently, 
He ordered the horrific torture and then execution of his 12-year-old son. And uh, he was undergoing cancer treatments, and uh, they popped him. They were looking for him for three decades. Lots of MLK stuff. On top of that, uh, Cowboys kicker Brett Marhar had a nightmare last night. He uh, set a record, and not a record that you want to set in the NFL. He missed four extra points in one game. Wasn't because it was super windy. It wasn't because he just missed four, and a couple of the kicks were awful. And it's in his head. You stop missing kicks. You start missing kicks like that. Gets in your head. And it definitely did last night. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, text the program. Here is that uh, guy that's talking about Jesus. Is you know you can't wear that shirt here in the Mall of America. I understand that, right. but Jesus is associated with religion and it's offending people. No, it's not. Okay, people have been offended, and like I said, all we were asking you is to take your shirt off. I didn't say anything. If you want to shop here, you need to take that shirt off. Again, sir, there is no soliciting allowed on law property, which is private property. So again, what is going to get off the shop, man? That's all we want. And we've got guests coming up saying that they've been offended by your shirt. We've had guests that have come up and said they're offended by your shirt. We'll probably get to a little bit more of that tomorrow. But is that insane? Jesus saves. He wasn't soliciting anybody. He wasn't doing anything. He's just walking around with a Jesus saves shirt. I would send everybody I know, even if you don't believe believe in religion, to the mall wearing a Jesus saves shirt. And if you're offended, you know what? Kick rocks. Be offended. Somewhere we have to stop allowing the people that are offended to control all the narrative. 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Our buddy, Zach Abraham, uh, Chief Investment Officer, Board Capital, is going to join us. We're going to talk about the market. Where's it going? Recession, housing prices. What's the shape of crypto? We'll talk to him straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, before we were so rudely interrupted by our commercials, uh, God bless all of you guys for staying through that. We were talking about that lunacy at the Mall of America. And somebody's like, on the back of that guy's shirt, though, it says Jesus is the only way. And it had the coexist bumper sticker look with a, with a line through it. And I'm like, still doesn't matter. None of it matters. Sorry. At some point in life, you being offended is not my problem. And until we tell everybody out there in the world that your offense is not our problem, then we're going to continue to allow people who want to bitch about everything, want to whine about everything, want to scream about everything to continue to get their way. But he had a shirt on. It says, Jesus saves. And if you don't like the shirt, keep moving. If you'd had a shirt on it with a pentagram and said, Satan is the way, I'd have been like, eh, whatever, and keep moving. 
You don't have to take everything on, is what I'm saying. The frustration level for it's just insane. We've got to start doing better and we got to start pushing back. And the pushing back isn't being mean. It's just saying, I heard what you said, and then move on with your life. Don't look at the shirt. Don't be offended. Or be offended over there. Or tell somebody else. I I don't get it. I don't. And until we do that, and it's the same thing with, with companies and stuff, until you, as a company, say no. You need to fire this person. No. No, I'm not going to. They said something I didn't like. Oh, they, they do that. That's, that's why they're hired. Or that's, that's what happens every once in a while. But you need to fire them. Mm. No, I don't. I don't. Until that happens, we're going to have this mess. And it's going to continue to be like this. Frustrating. Just crazy. Uh, We move on from insanity to more insanity. Uh, He's the chief investment officer over at Bulwark Capital. And uh, our man, Zach Abraham, grows us. And Zach, uh, we live in a world of chaos. Let's get into another world of chaos, which is the world of the markets. And uh, nobody knows where the markets are going at any given time. And I keep looking. And if I see a thousand people that are professionals in the place, they give me a thousand different answers. And none of them seem to make a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that, and, it, and it could not be more true uh, today. I, I, tell, I tell our clients all the time that, you know, I've, I've been through, uh, I started managing money since right before 08, 09. And uh, this last year and a half has been, I mean, since COVID, but even the last year and a half has been the craziest and wildest I've ever seen in, in all aspects, right? In terms of crazy valuations, crazy market swings, um, you know, just another one we were laughing about today. Uh, you got the VIX at like eighteen, nineteen, with this economic backdrop. Um, and it may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but I know you know what the VIX is. Um, it's just it, it's mind blowing when you consider all the different factors in play right now. The market is basically saying, "Yeah, there's nothing, nothing to see here. Everything's fine." So, um, pretty, pretty wild, pretty wild for sure. Hey, we look at as we look towards uh, you know here you are you're managing man you do this amazing thing with Bulwark you guys have, have the way that you do things is so much different as we move into this year the wild market ride is going to be all over the place you know there was so many companies that are overvalued people looking at texts and going what the hell's going on in the tech society because I'm seeing every day that twelve fifteen hundred people a day are being laid off by tech companies that really isn't getting much notice is is this year going to be a nasty year for the tech companies? Yeah, it should be. And and that's <clears throat> this is one of the things that I say is so odd. When you look at the setup today, you still have a market. And, and, and Chad, I think the biggest thing and the biggest misconception or the biggest problem that people are having is last year, meaning they feel like they've already weathered the storm. Okay, but we flip over and look at the market. You're still trading at 21, 22 times earnings which, again, is historically very elevated. And then you look at the backdrop, and a lot of those earnings, to get to what you were just saying, a lot of those earnings have come from tech, right? Um, Those earnings are already starting to fall off. And when you look at all the different factors, so there's several of the Wall Street banks this year that they've got like 
you know, recession algorithms, right, where the computer is looking at all these different economic factors and then telling you what the chance of recession is. And it's all, I think, I think all four of them have spit out a hundred percent likelihood of recession, um, which I don't see any, I, I, I find the whole debate, are we going to have a recession or not? Uh, sort of funny. Um, just because, I mean, I, I think that we're in one already and it's just kind of, you know, we just, we just haven't made it official. And I think one of the biggest signs that you point to, or one of the biggest takeaway, or excuse me, one of the biggest signposts you can see kind of leading down that recessionary trail are those layoffs that you're talking about in tech, because that's the sector that's really driven the economic expansion for the last 15 years. And that's troublesome if you're in the markets right now, because if we look at most retail investment portfolios, they're tech portfolios, right? Um, uh, pretending to be diversified. So that's one of the reasons last year that retail portfolios were hit so hard on both the bond and stock side. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to climb over themselves to pick a bottom in tech. And I just, <laughs> I don't think you're there yet. And the way you can tell, at least in our opinion at this point, is go look at the valuations of those companies. And if their earnings are dropping as expensive as they are right now, a lot of them are getting more expensive as their price drops right? Because their earnings are dropping faster. So yeah, I think that, I, you know, and, and it'll come back. This will create buying opportunities in tech. I just think you're a ways away from that still. Talking to Zach Abraham, uh, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark uh, Capital. As we sit down, if you guys want to check out his podcast, Know Your Risk Radio, check it out, knowyourriskradio.com. Uh, find out what it is you guys do over there. Uh, but looking forward, like there are some sectors that are going to do okay. There's always some sectors. I, you know, we, we, we can't look around and go, wow, they're spending a lot of money uh, building all kinds of arms for Ukraine and not think the military sector and some of those things are going to do well. Sure. But there are some stuff out there that it, that looks good. Yes. Yeah, well... Look, <laughs> this kind of tells you where we are. We're, we're a little bit different thinking. Last year, our two biggest positions were short tech and long energy stocks. Um, we are not nearly as aggressively short tech. We have been a little bit. Um, but you continue to look at these energy stocks. And there's a, couple, there's a couple majors, Chad, the big boys at the top that have gotten spendier or fully priced. Then if you look underneath that into the mid and small cap sectors of, of the energy and, frankly, for that matter, commodities in general. It's really wild if you look at it, right? Everybody, the story is inflation. Then you flip over and look at commodity and energy stocks. They are historically cheap. And a lot of them have pristine balance sheets. And people are like, well, Zach, in this age of every bulb is debt, right? Uh, Artificially low rates, all this nonsense going on. Why would they have clean balance sheets? You're like, well, you know, (laughs) Look at the business environment for the last 10 years. It has not been good for commodity stocks. It has not been good for commodity companies and, and energy specifically in the last eight years has just been a, uh, j- just a pain wagon. Um, but, but get the historically cheap stocks in there and with incredible fundamentals. And one of the reasons we like them, Chad, so much is A, they're dirt cheap. Right, so we're buying them correctly. We're buying really good assets at really beaten down prices. The flip side is, is if we're wrong, and you don't hear guys, you don't hear many guys in my profession say that, or not enough guys. But if we're wrong, and let's say the economy is hotter and more stubbornly strong, and inflation is more stubborn, then those types of things have to benefit. 
right? You got China coming off their COVID lockdowns. So you're about to watch global oil demand demand pop because of that. They're also going to try to stimulate their economy. You and I both know what happens to things like copper and gold when China starts stepping on the stimulus gas. So it's kind of one of those in my now, again, this isn't a recommendation for your listeners, but it's kind of one of those perfect meeting points where a you're buying good management teams, good assets at extraordinarily low prices. And it's also, if there is positive news in the economy, those things have to rally, right? If you don't get a recession here in the United States this year, Chad, which like I said, I, I think it's a ridiculous argument, but if somehow you didn't, you've got to see crude up probably to at 110 or higher. And these stocks are all priced like crudes at 40. So yes, there are tons of opportunities. And, and, and the crazy thing to me is, is I think that the opportunities are in the stuff that you're really going to need over the next eight to 10 years. Absolutely. Talking to Zach Abraham Bork, uh, Chief Investment Officer over there. Uh, last question. I appreciate you coming on today, taking time with us. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about recession the whole nine yards. One of the things people talk a lot about is, is housing. How's, where's housing going to go? Interest rates, the whole nine yards. We've got the debt ceiling coming up. There's a lot of things going on, but people are looking at their, you know, depending on where you're in the country, you maybe lost 15, 20% in your house already. And that's if you were thinking about selling it. And for some people, they're still looking in the housing market, staying steady. What's this year with inflation, everything and recession, the potential that that that's a potential to take a beating in some areas. I I don't really see any way around that. I think that you will continue to bleed in housing, guys. Well, and and again, Chad, I'm probably not telling you anything you don't know, but there's something that I realized years ago about housing prices, and I've never seen it not work this way. If you want to understand what's going to happen in housing, all you got to do is watch rates. It's all you got to do. Until interest rates come down, housing will not go up. And the reason for people are like, well, how do you know that? Because the average 30-year fixed mortgage, if you compare it to the price of that mortgage, the monthly payment, it's 90 to 95% higher than it was 18 months ago. Right? There's the... <laughs> It's, there isn't a buyer strike. I heard somebody the other day go, hey, there's a buyer strike in real estate. It's not a buyer strike. They can't afford it. You know, the, the average family shopping for a five dollars to $600,000 home, you know, they can pay a little more, right? Maybe 10, 15 per, They can't pay double, right? Yeah. So rates have to come down. Until they do, there's a saying in this business, again, that I know you've heard before, price follows volume. And volume is at a record low on real estate. Until rates come down, you're going to continue to see real estate take a hit. Crazy indeed. Love having you on. I have on every week. Uh, Zach Abraham, uh, Bulwark Capital, Chief Investment Officer. If you guys want to get a hold of them, you guys can go to knowyourriskradio.com. Check out what it is that they do. Listen to their podcast. I appreciate you coming on, my man. Thanks so much. Always fun. Thanks for having me, John. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. And we're in the midst of selling one of our houses right now. And you got to think about this. And this is something I don't think people think about. If you're looking at a $400,000 home, a $300,000, you're looking at a three-bedroom, three-bath house, wherever you are, you know, California, a one-bedroom shanty that costs $900,000, you're that's what you want. You've set that up. You're not going to go back and say, no, now I'll take a one-bedroom, one-bath. So the rate thing is very real. And for a lot of people, here's the thing. They bought houses, and this is why 2008 is much different. They bought houses in 2008 they couldn't afford. 
Now people have houses that they can afford. And while they may want to sell them, they can still hold on to them. And it's not going to price them out of the market because the rates really aren't hurting. They lock themselves in at such a low rate that you know, they would love to sell it. But they don't have to. It's a much different thing than what happened in 2008, where a lot of people bought stuff, big balloon payments. They couldn't afford the house anyways, and they thought it was going to go on forever. Here, so many people locked in at such a low rate, they're not worried about it. They can still afford their home. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Talk a little UFO, bunch of other stuff straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do, what you know how to do. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? You either smoking something or you just dumb as hell. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? What? Oh, my God. Get your ass on that school bus and go home. Me, me. I call myself a joyful warrior. The Chad Benson Show. Afghanistan. The Taliban have released the uh, first supercar they've built. The super-powered, amazing Mata 9. It is their sports car of the future, kids. Get ready for this. Powered by a Corolla engine. (laughs) I'm not lying. The Mata 9 was built over five years by a company named NTOP. With a team of 30 engineers designed from Afghanistan Technical Vocational Institute. Uh, That's like MIT, but uh, a little bit more hate. (laughs) It's not very nice, Chad. The engine's from a 2000 Toyota Corolla. That was the best year for Corolla. It looks like if a Bucati had sex with the Batmobile and then there was a little DNA from a kit car thrown into it, it would be this thing. So no word on what it's going to cost, but uh, boy, does it look like it is spectacular. I, you know, the hits keep coming. By the way, no engineers were women in the making of this. Speaking of otherworldly wacky news, what about those uh, UAPs? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, those things in the sky. What about those? Joining us now is Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett, who has been a vocal advocate for increasing transparency from the government when it comes to identified flying objects. The latest report shows the government cannot explain 171 of these sightings. What do you think those could be? I've been a believer in the phenomena for a long time. I'm a Christian when I read my Bible and first chapter of Ezekiel is pretty clear of a of a UFO sighting. The reality is, as you're seeing on the screen right now, that is something defying any of our capabilities. If you were a human and, and make the turns that have been seen in some of this footage, you would literally turn into a ketchup package. I mean, you would be gone. Yeah, yeah, crazy, lunacy, nutty. We are covering stuff up. We know that. What are we covering up? Some of it may be stuff that they allow us to think is going on that could be nuts. And part of that could be uh, for secrets that we actually have out there of, of things that are going on that we're testing that would be used on the battlefield. Other things. Well, who knows? And um, and these things are showing the current one right there is not showing a vapor trail. It's it's just uh, it's 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 something else out of this world. 
And, um, you know, we've been covering this thing up since the 40s, since Roswell or before then, I believe. I don't I don't trust government. There's an arrogance about it. And um, I think the American public can handle it and they need to release everything. And that includes if they, in fact, do have a craft, which I believe at some point we have obtained some materials that are not of this world that are being studied by different members of industry, I've been told. Yeah. Is it a possibility that's out there? And I was going to say, we were talking earlier, my, my on-air partner for my local show, uh, he freaks out about this. He's very, you know, very religious. I'm like, dude, I, I, you know, I, I believe in God and, and the same as you do. I just don't put it out of, I, I just don't think God goes, nailed it with you guys. <laughs> just don't, I don't think that happened. I can't think we have infinity, which we can't wrap our mind around. We think we can, we can't. We can't wrap our mind around forever. But for some people, they freak out about this. Do I think there's something out there? I think there's a lot more that we're not being told. Some of that for certain reasons because of uh, could be national security. But others, they don't want to freak people out, I guess. 323-538-2423, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. Talk a little bit about the debt ceiling coming up. Uh, Some interesting stuff. Somebody emailed me about why the Biden thing is important. Because yesterday, some people took offense. You say it's not important. I didn't say, first of all, the everyday average human being. Are you worried about whether or not Biden took stuff that he, what did he, did he sell it? To the, well, it could have been Hunter. Uh, look, I'm saying the everyday average person isn't asking me about this. Some of you who live your world in politics, who live to, to, and by the way, you're not upset about when I get your emails or I get your text and you can text the program 323-538-2423. You can tweet at me at Chad Benson show. And you can also direct message me on all my, my other, you know, from Facebook and YouTube and everything. Here's the reality of it. You're upset because you want it to be a bigger deal. We talked about this over the last couple of weeks. You want it to be a bigger deal. You want it to, why aren't they coming down harder? Why aren't you caring about this? Well, the same reason I didn't go after Trump about this, because I didn't care. Because I don't think Trump was selling secrets. I don't think any of those things. I thought they overreached when the FBI came in. I think Trump's a pain in the ass, and he always has been, and he always will be. I thought he just thought, ah, you know what? We're giving him everything we need, blah, blah, blah. That, to me, right there. Was it you? You didn't freak out when I didn't seem to 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 you know take it as seriously as as the left wanted me to take it. And then when it happens to 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 the people on the right, now I have a chance to come back and yell and be angry at everybody over there. It's so stupid. It is, and both sides are. It's great for politics because you can come out and you get to be interviewed all the time and say stuff like this. 
Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. But I think it's important to point out that the Biden approach was very different in the sense that it looks that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. When they were discovered, they were immediately provided to the archives or to the Justice Department. There was no effort to hold on to them, no effort to conceal them, no effort to obstruct uh, the Justice Department's investigation. Adam Dipshift right there. But uh, I get a, I get this email said, hey, uh, listening to you recently, uh, uh, I'm not impressed. You've taken over my late portion of my conservative talk show. Quite frankly, I don't think you're, that you're con- that conservative. I am whatever you want me to be. doesn't matter. If, I, if somebody's on the left listening to me, you think I'm over conservative. If I'm the, somebody on the right, might think me, oh, you're super liberal. I am who I am. That's it. Conservatarian is what I call myself in many cases, right? The alt-middle, us exta- exhausted majority who live in a real world. But they go on to say, uh, I agree with you on some of your issues that you bring up for the most part, talking about things that, quite frankly, make me scratch my head and go, well, what the heck is going on? Like, what's going on with Joe Biden in the leaked documents from his library, comparing that to Trump? And you've done this before. Wow, the American people really don't uh, care. They just want Joe Biden to do better. But at the end of the day, why is it that when Trump is the one who still needs to be held accountable for what happened. I never once said that, ever. I said they're both stupid, and if we really think these things are that important, why in God's name are they gone for years before somebody goes, does anybody have all that info do we need? No, no. They're going after Trump for him being obstinate and not cooperating. That's why they're going after him. Not because he had stuff. Go to all their libraries. I bet they got all kinds of crap. You're upset because you want them to go after more. Go after Biden more. It doesn't matter to the average person. It just doesn't. You want it to matter, but it doesn't. You want it to be something that truly matters because you want it to be fair. And let's be real. In, 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 the, in the argument of fairness, this is something that is happening now. You're seeing they got a special counsel. They're going to look around. The questions are being asked about why didn't you bring this up sooner? When you came out the first time and you said something, you knew there was a second batch. Those things are being asked. And part of that's the media because the media's got egg on their face. But this doesn't put any more money in your pocket. This doesn't make eggs cheaper. Right? This doesn't fix the problems we have in this country. The, 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 the people are going to go, well, you know what? We were going to come and try to cross the border legally, but we're not now because he had uh, stuff. He had stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to do it now. I can't try. No, none of these things are happening. Immigration's not going to be fixed. None of that stuff is happening. That's why, to me, the importance of this is, is small when it comes to the actual, quote-unquote, crime of it. The coverage, you can argue. Merrick Garland's already appointed a special counsel, somebody who was a Trump guy. They're going to go and look. What do I think comes out of it? Both of them are going to be told the same thing. Remember when Hillary and the FBI had that big thing? Yeah, she broke all these laws, but the reality is we're not going to do anything to her. You're going to get a lot of that, and the Trump stuff's going to go away as well. As much as others are going to push it and hope that he gets in trouble for this, the reality is at this point in time, there is nothing that is going to happen at all with either of these two men. 
And it's weird that both of them have a special counsel looking at them and they're both running for president and one of them is president. Aren't we right to wonder, to use Biden's words, quote, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? Well, and I think we'll get to the bottom of all of that. You know, I'm hoping that we will keep a sense of symmetry about our analysis of these situations and a sense of proportion about the underlying offenses. There's some people who are trying to compare having a government document um, that should no longer be in your possession to inciting uh, a violent insurrection against the government of the United States. <laughs> That's not what and we're talking are, about. You're an idiot, Jamie. You're idiot. That's apples and oranges. You're an idiot. That's all I have to say. You're an idiot. You, you, you've gone on to something else, right? You're one of those people. They ask you a question about uh, how could you, uh, you know, hey, uh, professional football player, how could you make a pass like that? Well, I mean, our guy missed four field goals, and uh, it was sunny out. It was. You're, you're you're trying now to take the issue and to spin it in a way where oh, this happened in the. Enough. Enough. Stop making a big deal. Focus on the fact that we have a debt ceiling issue coming up that is going to be huge. It's our first fight, if you will. Our first fight between this kind of fractured political sphere that we have. While the Republicans are in charge, there are 20 out there or so, give or take, might be a little bit less, that are going to hold steadfast with our debt ceiling. And our debt ceiling, we have serious issues. We overspend we're going to have to raise it again. Yeah, we might have to raise it again. We can get, they have extraordinary measures, as they like to call it, in the world of debt ceiling, that they can get us through till June. And if they take some more extraordinary measures, maybe through August and September, and then we're SOL, as they would like to say, unless we raise the debt ceiling. Some people want to get rid of the debt ceiling altogether. Even this president, Biden has said, yeah, that's, that's, you can't do that. That's uh, fiscally irresponsible. Because we would spend out of control. We need to rein in our spending. We can take in X amount of dollars a month that is huge. And we'd figure out a way to spend X more. Y and Z. And back to A again. That's how much money we spend. Over 80 plus billion dollars we spent more than we took in last month. Because we continue to spend out of control. That's where we have to rein it in. We have serious issues when it comes to the things that, quite frankly, nobody's talking about. Because it's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Social Security, Medicare, real issues there that we need to have a chat about that nobody wants to really have a chat about. Because the fear is if we start talking about it and you're a Republican or even a Democrat, even thinking about trying to do something with Social Security or Medicare, the thought of that is you're going to be primaried and you're going to lose your job. So these are the kind of people that would just let the, you know, just let the, just let the ship sink. Because I don't want to offend the captain by telling him the truth that there is something going on there. I don't want to offend him or her by saying, hey, if we don't steer to the left or right, we're going to run into an iceberg. But to do that, well, well that, that, that could cost me my job, could hurt somebody's feelings by being honest. And the next thing you know, we sink. But I didn't lose my gig if I survived this. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff to get to. Davos is going on. You know what Davos or Davos is. It's where the ultra-rich, powerful muckety-mucks, CEOs, wannabe muckety-mucks, 
Uh, and yes, many governmental people are all converging on Davos right now, which is in Switzerland. And uh, they're getting together to talk about shaping the world as they do, things of that nature. We're going to talk a bit about that. Uh, but one of the things I saw, somebody said, climate change is the reason for our mental health crisis. I'm thinking, no, I don't know if that's, no, no, I'm going to call BS on that. BS on that one. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of other stuff to get to. Craziness in San Francisco. Uh, it is uh, very interesting. Velma, if you don't know what Velma is, it's a new show by HBO that is a twist on the retelling-ish of the Scooby-Doo world. And uh, apparently they may order a second season. I'll just tell you how bad it is. It is so bad that they had to disconnect the dislike button. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Talk a bit about that as well. A lot of other stuff to squeeze into this hour. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter. This portion of the program is going to be brought to you by BetterHelp. You're struggling with something. Uh, maybe it is, it's a new year. You're hoping to help. You need help with your willpower, your decision making. Maybe you've got some serious issues when it comes to relationships, or maybe you just need somebody to talk to. BetterHelp is there for you. They've placed over 3 million people with licensed and vetted therapists. It's all done online, and it has been a lifesaver for my family uh, with my eldest, who has struggled, and she is uh, on the spectrum with autism. And finding somebody at a point in time after the pandemic was virtually impossible to get in to see anybody, and and this is great because it is all online. So you don't have to worry about going anywhere. The price is so much more affordable than in person, but you can do a Zoom call. You can do a phone call. You can do just straight direct messages and back and forth. It is a very easy thing to do. You fill out a questionnaire and then you're placed with a therapist. It is that simple. If you worry about getting in to see somebody in a regular basis, don't worry about it with BetterHelp. They will make sure you do. Right now, save 10% on your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Benson. Uh, it just, it is, I'm telling you guys right now, it is something that will really help you. And it has been a massive lifesaver for, for my, uh, my eldest. It's just, you know, at a time when she struggled and getting in to see anybody a nightmare, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Betterhelp.com slash Benson, betterhelp.com slash Benson, betterhelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Russia launching new strikes across Ukraine, killing civilians. Shelling in Kherson, leaving at least three people dead. And in the Russian-controlled eastern Donetsk region, rockets destroying the shopping center, wounding several people. No word on which side is to blame. A new video tonight circulating online showing the moment a Russian missile obliterated the apartment block in Dnipro. The death toll now rising to at least 40. Yeah, a horrific uh, scene the shelling was just awful, and it is about to get uglier and uglier uh, as we head into the, well, I mean, look, two things. First, pretty quiet winter, all things considered, in Europe. It hasn't been overly cold. Uh, Europe looks like they dodged something, the fear of not having the Russian fossil fuels to rely on and Russia playing the game that they played. That really hasn't come to fruition. Uh, but that being said, 
it's been a stalemate. They've been kind of going back and forth, but watching what's happening and seeing that they're slowly but surely starting to ramp up and then seeing what's going on with many of the allies when it comes to Ukraine and the push to get them better equipment, equipment ASAP. Is there something out there where maybe just maybe come springtime, a massive offensive is going to happen. And this apartment building was another signal that this thing is not over. Dozens remain wounded at this point. It was 70. The death toll continues to rise. It was about 25 yesterday, but they continue to find people buried in the rubble. It's now at 40 and expected to rise further. There are about 30 people unaccounted for. Some of them might be found elsewhere, but we do anticipate that some additional bodies will be found in that pile of debris that remains. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, But that being said, uh, this thing is still raging on and it's not getting done anytime soon. We recognize that the long slog is here, at least at this moment. And people are starting to focus on, as you do, looking forward to what the potential may be come springtime. Is it going to get ugly? Is it going to get nasty? Is it going to be more of a stalemate? Can they come to some? I don't know any of those things. But when you see Poland sending their leopard tanks, we've got and training people here on the the Patriot missile, the the French and uh, actually saying we're actually sending stuff, not just talking about it. And the Poles really pushing hard for the Germans. You better do something. And they're saying, all right, we've, we've got some Patriot stuff as well. So this looks like it's a situation where they're gearing up for an ugly spring. Britain's pledge, 14 Challenger 2 tanks. Ukrainian President Zelensky hopes others will now follow suit. Today is a good example from Great Britain. A new defense aid package has been announced. Just what is needed. Tanks, other armored vehicles, artillery, what we discussed with the Prime Minister. British Defence Secretary plans to travel to Estonia and Germany this week to work with NATO allies. And the Foreign Secretary is scheduled to visit the U.S. and Canada to discuss closer coordination. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, definitely not over, though. We've we've put it on the back burner in some ways because so many other things going on. And, of course, we've got the, the chaos and the craziness uh, that is happening here with now Biden and, and whatnot. But the... The facts are this thing still in front of us, still nasty, still not going anywhere. How much longer? That's, I think, the big question with this new group of of Congress people that want us to rein in spending. How much longer is this open checkbook for Ukraine going to be there? Fair question to ask. Absolutely. How much longer until we say, look, we're going to help, but we can't do what we're doing. A, we're depleting all of our stuff, and B, it's costing us a ton of money. And it's better you than us. That being said, it's expensive. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, You you want my taxes, but you're not going to help. Some people in San Francisco say, not anymore. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. 
I saw Dr. Lena Wen on CNN this morning, and uh, they were giving her the what for on the old CNN, because she wrote an op-ed piece about COVID deaths, saying that uh, they've been overcounted. What? What? They've been overcounted? No! And they're like, how can that be? And they were kind of giving her like, you know, Don Lemon and the other two were just... <laughs> and she's like, look, guys, people coming into the hospital because they have severe issues related to COVID are one thing. They're still testing everybody. You coming into the hospital because you had a heart attack or a gunshot or in a car accident and then being tested and then you die and they put that down as one of the contributors is another thing. And they said, look, she also went on and said, look, there's a secondary contributor. You're sick. You've got a compromised immune system. Maybe you have kidney disease or you're very, very old and and you have several things wrong with you. And COVID puts you over the finish line. COVID didn't kill you. It put you over the finish line. She goes, we need to have real accounting. She goes, because we need transparency. And it was very funny because how many people out there were screaming and yelling? It's not the same thing. It was that guy that got hit by a... Uh, uh, on his motorcycle, he got hit by a car. Was it was it Colorado last year or two years ago? God, it's been that long. We haven't talked about it forever, but the the whole thought of it is they brought him in and like died of COVID, and you're like, he got hit by a bus. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's not. I watched a movie yesterday, so I worked a yeah. I was joke. I I told my wife I felt really weird because I did my morning show in the morning, but the our afternoon show the offices were closed here, so all the shows had the day off. Um, so I did the, my morning show, woke up, did all my stuff. I, I did what I, I would technically say is a normal day's work up about three, finished about uh, 11, still working on the show throughout the day, but it was weird to have the day. So we watched this sh- movie called sick that is on par- a peacock. So it was really good, but it was about the pandemic. And then it was a slasher movie. It, the whole thing was weird, and I don't want to give it away, but I loved it. And it also was the insanity of COVID. It's all based in like April 2021 or what it was just, or 2020. It was so weird, the wackiness of COVID, and they were living some of the moments. It was, I was like, I remember that insanity. Speaking of insanity. The Tenderloin District, place in San Francisco. For those of you guys don't know, that is uh, disgusting. Uh, we yesterday was it last week? We talked about that guy who was spraying that woman, and everybody was upset. He's a horrible person. There's homeless ladies there, and 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 he wouldn't apologize. Kept squirting her with a hose, and everybody's like, "What a horrible person!" I would never do something like that. Then you know everybody's mad at him. He's like, "Look, we called 25 times. It's documented. They don't do anything." She's a nuisance to everybody out here. I don't know what else to do. I don't, it goes, it goes, they're letting her down, not me. You guys should be mad at, you know, and I get that. I get that. Was it a good look? No. Understand the frustration. At some point you get pushed to a level and you're like, I'm done. I'm done. You've pushed me to a level. I can't do this anymore. You're paying no attention. You're not doing anything. That's what's happening in the Tenderloin District, which is disgusting. 
Francisco GOP Party Chair John Dennis joins me now. John, Tenderloin District in San Francisco, the business is getting together to demand action. Yeah, well, San Francisco policies have made us a regional hub for people who want to live the drug-addicted lifestyle, and unfortunately, most of those people end up in the Tenderloin, and it's virtually impossible to run a successful business there. Keep in mind, there are families who actually live in the Tenderloin, and children frequently have to walk over people strewn out on the sidewalks and step over, you know, use needles just to get to school. Yeah. Awful. Horrible. So uh, about a month ago, they started screaming and yelling, hey, we don't want to do this anymore. We're sick and tired of this. Uh, You guys, as this guy said last week, uh, you know, we call you and you do nothing. But if you want tax dollars, you show up. And I want to give you guys out there who don't live in California or in a major hub, or even if you do, but you're not in a major hub like San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, New York, maybe you'd, Miami, you don't get this. Average median price for a house is about seven hundred grand in 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 parts of of you know California. Average median price of tenderloin. About four hundred and seventy-five thousand bucks. Now you're thinking, well, that's pretty cheap for San Francisco. Here's one: five hundred and twenty square feet, studio, one bath, four hundred thousand dollars. <gasps> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing this out there, guys. I want you guys to understand. How about a two-bedroom, two-bath, thousand-square-foot home, one point one six million dollars. This one. million is 885 square feet. That's a lot of money to be stepping over crap. And I'm not talking about just junk. I'm talking about human feces and drugs and whatnot. People are pissed and they're like, you know what? Why should I pay all this money, all this tax money and get nothing for it? Oh, fair. So what is the mayor, London Breed's reaction to this? Recall she declared a state of emergency, I believe, in the city over the drug crisis. She supports this, right? Well, she created a state of emergency and then uh, proceeded to award her friends contracts to help with that problem. Keep in mind, by the way, this isn't the first neighborhood that's called on a, uh, a tax boycott. The Castro Merchants uh, District, a uh, business district, also said that they didn't want to pay taxes because they've got too, too many homeless people uh, clogging up their streets and, and ruining their businesses as well. Yeah, yeah, too many. Uh, too many who will not get any help from the city because the city in its divine way feels that the best thing that they could do is continue to pour money at something because their friends are all getting paid, ignoring it all the while saying it's all about sympathy and caring for people, uh, not pushing them to do something they don't want to do. And it doesn't matter if your rights are infringed upon. It doesn't matter if crime happens to you because you're one of the lucky ones. Oh, wow. The mayor really hasn't responded yet. Uh, she said, obviously, she's not going to refund taxes. Well, John, what about these individual business owners' budgets? I read where one business, La Cochina, told the San Francisco Chronicle spends $300,000 a year on private security. I spoke to the owner of that business yesterday, by the way. She's completely frustrated and had it. This was her life dream to uh, you know, to, to build a business, but very difficult to do in that, in that kind of environment. She told me that... Uh, some of her employees had been assaulted recently. It's impossible to run the business, and she doesn't know how much longer she can hold on. Yeah, it's a food hall. La Cachina, right? 
So it's got this food. It's got this neat little area. It's the it's down in the Asian Art Museum of San Francisco. It's right next to it. Uh, it's all oh my goodness. Why is it seven hundred dollars for a drink here? Because you didn't have to step over crap, human feces. Oh, that's why. Why wouldn't somebody be frustrated? I, I'm, I'm being honest here. I'm throwing this out there. Why wouldn't you be frustrated? Portland, I'm looking at you. What a nightmare it is up there. Our producer uh, on this show went up to Portland several years ago, said it was just, just, I've been to Portland a couple times uh, in the last several years. And I will tell you, when I was a kid, we would go through there a lot because my uncle lived up in Washington. And, you know, as a family back in the day, uh, uh, flying was a luxury. It wasn't something everybody did. And we drove up there because uh, we liked to torture the kids, as, as my mom used to say. So we, it, it, what it was, what it is, uh, Seattle, nightmare, right? Los Angeles, don't even get me started. San Francisco. All of these amazing, beautiful cities are just vile now. And it's because the left has run it straight into the ground by allowing the insanity to go on. And now they're trying to fix it. And they're trying to walk a tightrope of how do we fix something without offending the people that we know will always vote for us? Because it seems like we're siding with the other people who won't vote for us. Uh, How do we do that? You do it by fixing it. And it is not caring. It is not being kind. To allow somebody to live in their own filth and to do drugs and to essentially give them a place to die without being hassled. What does the governor say about all this? It's funny because when he was here as the mayor of San Francisco, he was seen as a pro-business and particularly a pro-small business advocate. But he has completely abandoned small business owners pursuing more progressive goals as in his quest to maybe march to the White House. Yeah, well, good luck with that, because uh, if you want that in your city in America and you think that's the right thing to do, vote left. Give them the opportunity to allow to only do stuff based on feelings with zero facts, and that's what you get. 323-538-2423. At Chad Minton Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit UFO. Maybe. Now, you know what? Better yet, talk a little NFL, and we're going to talk about Velma. If you don't know what Velma is, that's the, that's the new retelling of... Scooby-Doo. And it's out on HBO Max. And when the trailer came out, people were, "Mm, now that the trailer's been out, now that the show has been out, uh, let's just say it's not going well for for them. Talk a bit about that as well. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. It's on me. It is the best supplement I've ever given my dog. We worked it out yesterday. Our dog's about 15 years old. In March, we'll have had doodle we we adopted him later in life we thought he was six or seven it turns out he was about nine or ten we'll have had him for five years and the dudes is still going strong vitamins minerals probiotics omega-369 it is a supplement you just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food and voila your dog's food comes to life and it is amazing what it has done for my dog and i know it'll help your dog as well so if your dog suffers maybe from aches and pains they got joint pains maybe they suffer from uh digestive uh issues they've got low energy or they you know they just suffer from little things like maybe they've it's their fur and their skin allergies try this don't change a thing in your dog's routine don't get them new food just sprinkle this on top of your dog's food. They'll love the taste, and you'll love what it can do for them. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. It's a free bag of Rough Greens for you right now. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Talk a little NFL last night. Was it the last game for Brady? Talk about that. And Velma. I'll tell you what. Scooby-Doo. 
Where, where, where are you? Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. I don't feel too great about this, but let's go. You think they're pulling them offside, maybe? Maybe. Possibly? Nope. They're going to run a play. Fourth and four. Back to throw it out to the left. All alone. Caught at the two. And a walk-in touchdown for Sheedy Lamb. How did you not cover the second team all pro? I don't know. How did they not? Obviously, they didn't think they had to. That was their mistake. That right there from the fan in Dallas. It's over. It's done. Cowboys uh, bait up on the Bucks last night. Just wasn't a good game at all. So we've got it set now. This is it, kids. What a matchup weekend we have coming. So divisional round now. So there's a wild card weekend. Divisional round this weekend. Take your pick. Jaguars, Chiefs. If you think the Chiefs are going to roll over the Jags and, and, and thump on them, I just don't think they are. I think it's going to be a hell of a close game. Giants-Eagle, I think the Eagles are going to win, but the Giants, I think, are going to stay tough. And then on, on, on you know, Sunday, the Nightcaps, the 49ers, and the Cowboys, I think the 49ers are the best team in football right now because their defense is just freakish, and you've got Brock Purdy, the legend, continues. And then you got the Bills and the Bengals Saturday afternoon. And let's not forget, Two weeks ago, we were talking about the Bills and the Bengals, Monday night game. Uh, people are asking questions. Why isn't this at a neutral site? Because the Bills and the Bengals played. The Bengals had a chance to beat the Bills. If they would have done that, this game would have been flipped. People a little, you know, but we know what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, so that is, what a weekend. I, I'm excited. and Love me some football. Play of football is awesome, kids. It is awesome. You know what's not awesome? This piece of crap. It's called Velma. My name is Velma Dinkley, and I've decided to finally share the bone-chilling event that drove me to assemble the greatest team of spooky mystery solvers ever. This is my story told my way. Ah! She has no brain! Hey, Fred. Do I know you? It's Velma from school. I have a disease where I can't recognize people who aren't hot. Is it called rudeness? I have an illness! In this day and age, you can't speculate about someone's sexuality unless they're famous or peppermint patty. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts out like that in the trailer, continues to, uh, well, just be what it is, which is an absolute dumpster fire. When I heard this new version of Judy Jetson wouldn't be boy crazy, the only word I had to describe my disgust is jinkies. If there is one thing the internet agrees on, it's that you should never change anything ever. I hope you die. Sincerely, Velma. Yes, that's a classic, and that's my point. Why change anything when the classics all still work, right? Well, here's the thing. Uh, they did change everything. So you've got Velma, who is apparently a lesbian in this. You have Daphne, who I think deals drugs. Uh, you know, Shag and Scoob. You don't have Scoob. You have Shag, kind of. It's a guy that is black who dresses like Shaggy, but I don't see Scooby. Uh, Velma is played by Mindy Kaling. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Fred, who apparently is 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 an a-hole. That's the other thing. Even people that are woke, liberals, are like, look, okay, you want to make it more inclusive, whatever. 
You've made all of the characters completely unlikable. You've destroyed the characters. You're screwing with people's past. And by that, I mean our memories of what Scooby-Doo was. Our memories of what this was. Go screw with SpongeBob. That's more your area. Go make SpongeBob a trans sponge. Go do whatever it is that you have to do. Leave everybody else's alone. And if you're going to play around with it, at least make the characters somewhat likable. What the blank is wrong with you people? Why do you have to screw with everybody's stuff? Let it be. It worked. Well, well, Scooby now is played by a cat that also happens to be. Well, they didn't do that. It's just a furry. That's all we got now. It's that guy who spent $23,000 on a costume. They just walked around and filmed him all day. Chad, you're upset about this. I'm just pissed. Let it go. Okay? If you want to mess with somebody else's things, do it. Go ahead. Stop trying to take things that were great. Stop trying to screw our memories as kids. Go get somebody. You have your own. Right? You had, and by the way, you have far more cartoons than we do. Far more. You got so many cartoons. It's insane. Take some of those and ruin them if you want. Take some of those and make them whatever it is you want. If you want a car, it's not hard to do that. That's all I'm saying. Scooby's not even in this. Scooby's like, I would like to be euthanized. <laughs> we're like, we're okay with that, Scooby. We get it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text to program, Silent Fun Show today, kids, and the Fun Showville. You can follow along across all of our social media. We're going to be doing some other stuff. I like to hear from you guys. I've been thinking about doing a podcast. It's going to be a little bit different. We'll take a subject like Velma, and it's going to be a little bit more wide open uh, and focus kind of on that. We're thinking about doing some stuff like that, and it's going to be a little bit more raw, if you will. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can uh, direct messages across all the social media stuff as well. Uh, tomorrow, a lot of good stuff to get to. Woke Wednesday. We're going to have somebody from the College Fix on talk about woke stuff on Woke Wednesday. How apropos is that? Oh, that's very good. And of course, you can always text the program. 323-538-2423. Solid fun show. We had some, uh, some laughter and some cheers today. But you know what we're going to have tonight? Tacos, baby. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.